all your thoughts are trying, breathing, and going into balance with self. Open your portal to the next galaxy, the next universe, the next dimension. Along the trip, our captain extraordinary is just the Allow her to guide you, introduce you, and embrace our guests How are you feeling today? We are going to do some different things. We're going to talk about sex today. As always, every Saturday is Central Saturday with Dr. D. So we talk about architects, which is really important in understanding the body. And that is from the beliefs of, of you, anyone knows, Carl Jung and the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and what they do and how they do it. Also, we're going to talk about how to connect, how to maintain relationships, and if you have partners. These are just some of the things that we're going to talk about. And if you want to call in, you can call in live. It's 563-999-3007. That number again is 563-999-3007. So you can call in. I'm placing that call so that you can call in live on Food Alchemy Network. You can speak, you can be heard, and you'll get to see your voice later on. Also, this is live on YouTube as well. So we're going to see how this all plays out. So I'm going to put the number up here, 563-999-3007. These are for the people that are in the States. If not, what you can also go to is HTTPS. Got to do all of this, get this mess out the way, right? HTTPS. Come on. HTTPS. Ha <laughs> ha. WW Blog Talk Radio. Alchemy Network, do it again. That's what we're going to do. So there you go. So if you want to do there, you can go there. And how you can get on there is actually get on Skype if you're from a different country. Because we are having this live in, I think, Instagram. Not quite sure. Um, Facebook. We also, oh, two comments already. Let's see. Let me see this. Let's see, let's see. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. 
Oh no, English only, darling. English only. I know everybody's not up on my side of the neck of the woods, but that's okay. It's a thing to be seen, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I'm grateful. So I was setting up another show for next week. I'm just moving ahead. Keep it moving, keep it moving. So let's talk about these archetypes. And if anyone has a clue at all, let me see what's going on. Let's bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. So I'm going to say welcome. Hello, did you have a question or you did not mean to push that button, number one? <laughs> um, I just uh, turned into the show. Okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? And, you know, relationships are a very important thing on all levels. This is true. This is true. This is true. This and is true. Oh, I was going to say that. I see you beat me to it. I was going to say everybody happy Kwanzaa. The first day of Kwanzaa is celebrated for the 26th, uh, December 26th for seven days. And they light a candle and it's about harvesting and the unity and coming together and supporting your community and your loved ones. And I like about Kwanzaa is that the gifts that are done, basically they're made, you know, they're in for the individual. They take the time out, actually make them. Now, I don't know what they do now. Maybe I'm old and they don't do that anymore. <laughs> It might have changed, but when I was a kid and we did Kwanzaa, we actually made gifts uh, for individuals and provided them with the gifts of Kwanzaa and we light a candle. But we were always in the community and we shared and we had food. For me, that was amazing. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So um, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, I forgot it. What is the first day of Kwanzaa today? We used to, and it's something that you made or something that you did. That's what we did. That, but like I said, I haven't been in that, you know, in that environment in quite some time. But it's seven days, and it's really celebrated, and like um. Which I like is unity, creativity, which is making the gifts and having faith and giving gifts and the giving of the gifts were basically something from our culture. You know what I mean? Even if it was like someone made um, ankle bracelets, I got my first ankle bracelet that had little bells on it. So that was something that was unique and special to me. Um so, you know, lighting the candles, the red, white, and green, and the black. The black go in the middle. It's seven candles. It almost looked like kind of like a menorah, but it's not a menorah. I used to think that. And we used to have a, 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 what is it, fruit for the harvest to be thankful and a mat that was made out of corn. So, like I said, I had a unique upbringing. Um, I also celebrated... Um, 
Hanukkah, you know, with the menorah and the candles and the lighting of the candles and is different. It all depends on gold, blue, white, all that, and um, doing a dreidel. So you see how similar everything is that we try to be so separated from, but we're all really together. Again, it focuses on, to me, is always about relationships. And that's what we forget, that everything is about relationships. I don't know. I sometimes... There you go. And what does Moja mean? Unity. All right now. Yeah, and coming to have a, a good wholesome relationship if there's no unity. Ashe. And um, the person that made it really stand out was Dr. Malana Karenga, and he was part of this Pan African group. And I grew up in that kind of. I grew up in with him and his principles, at least my mother did. So, um, but he was not the originator. He just took the idea from somebody else and and took it to another level. So we could talk about that too. Let's see. Okay. Let's talk about the several principles. Imagine meanings, unity in Swahili. Kamun, I cannot say this, Kamunjulai, self-determination. Kuji. 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 Shaka. Shaka. Kuji Shaka Gaelia. Kuji Shaka Gaelia. See, some of it comes back. Self determination. Ujima. Collective works. That's where the books come in. That's where the jewelry comes in. And we used to have fairs and we buy and support from each other. Okay. And Ujamama. Cooperative. Cooperative. Yeah. Economics. Meaning supporting each other. Buying from one another. Supporting one another. Mm-hmm. Nia Swahili means purpose. <laughs> and uh, Kumba. I forgot what that one is. And Imani, they're the two. Kumba. Say that. Say it. Kakumba. Okay. Okay, creativity, to always do as much as you can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. Imani, faith, to believe with our hearts and our people, our parents, teachers, leaders, and the righteous and the victory of our struggle. Ashe, 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 Ashe. Oh, so that's good. But these are the things we need to put on not just one day of the year. We need to do this every day of the year. And we pretend like we do. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but it's okay. All right. So let's talk about the 12 common architects archetypes that we have. 
Do you know anything about the archetype? You ever heard about the archetypes? Not really? Really? Please tell me. Please tell me. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, I was saying the architects was developed first and discovered from Carl Jung was always in the metaphysical field talking about conscious and subconscious, which I loved and giving um, a great understanding, which we, okay, y'all need to stop. You know, they're basically different archetypes. Now my paper want to disappear. But that's okay. The 12 archetype characters, okay? The lover is one. That means the romantic lead who's guided by their heart. They have a humanism and passion and conviction. And this lover archetype weakness means naivety, like they're naive. And they don't think rationally sometimes. I'll give you an example. Romeo and Juliet, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, these are archetypes. Do you understand? Like, romantic, lead by the heart. The second one being the hero. Someone is always pragmatic who rises to meet a challenge, but must save the day, the hero. The hero. The strengths are in this character archetype. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> there you're so funny. It's, uh, the hero is courage, perseverance, and honor. Weakness is overconfidence overconfidence. I don't understand that how that is. That's how you get ahead in the world when you're really confident. I don't think I don't know if I know somebody that's overconfident. So for me you're going to have to I'm going to have to let that go. Hero archetypes, Wonder Woman, my favorite. Harry Potter in Harry Potter. <laughs> If y'all know anything about Harry Potter, I'm just saying. The magician, a powerful figure who is harnessing the ways of the universe and achieving the key goals in life. The magician. Strengths is opponents, potential, disciplined, structured. And I don't find nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ah. But give some examples. Morpheus in the Matrix. Mm. The blue pill or the red pill? Which pill do you want today? Just saying. Darth Vader, Star Wars. Okay. The fourth architect, because there's two. Oh, okay, I understand. It doesn't matter if somebody is light or dark. Right. 
Ashe. Da 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 da. See how your sister mind works? <laughs> the fourth one is the outlaw, a rebel who won't abide by society's demands, which I, I think I happen to be one of those at times. It's strength, independent thinking, owes no favor. Weakness, which I don't think, is self-evolved on potentially a criminal because they said outlaw. But why is that? I don't know. You got Batman. He rides in the dark. You got, who else? Who is that other character? See, I'm saying those, they come to my mind. Superman, but he not hiding in the dark. You know what I mean? He's not coming out in the claws. I mean, he's helping Superman, yeah. But mm, somebody else. Catwoman. Right. Okay, well, Catwoman. You know, think about Catwoman and what she did. And um, Poison Ivy. I'm just saying. <laughs> we got to push the boundaries. Uh, the fifth one is the explorer. A naturally driven to push the boundaries of status quo and explore the unknown. That's an explorer. Strength are curious, driven, motivated by self-improvement. Okay. Weakness is restlessness, unreliable, and never satisfied. Now that does not, okay, let me say that does not apply to everybody. This can be other people. You know what I mean? And there, don't go by, you got to have all of them to be in this archetype. You might have some characters in there and you might not. So all depends. So for me, um, the explorers, uh, Sherlock Holmes, oh, Sherlock Holmes. Another explorer, I'm trying to think of, uh, Jackie Chan was in that movie, the, uh, Going Around the World in 80 Days. I can't remember the movie. I can't remember. Or Chris Tucker in that uh, Fast and Furious. No, that wasn't what the movie was. It was a movie with Jackie Chan that he did. I can't even remember the movie because he was trying to search out something and he was willing to go and explore and go beyond. He even went to another country. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's an explorer, curious, driven, self-motivated. And he was doing it to help, you know, solve a case. And he was the underdog in this. There you go. Rush hour. So that's what I would say for that particular um, one. What else the archetype would be? Um, let's go back. The sage. And then I'm going to show you the different characters, how they figure out. The sage is a wise figure with knowledge of, from for those who inquire, the mother figure, the mentor, often based on archetype. Wisdom is their strength. Experience is another strength. Insightfulness is another one. The weakness is cautiousness, hesitant, 
to join into action because they're always trying to make sure it's safe. And that would be Athena from the Odyssey, the Oracle from the Matrix. And guess what? I got one for you. Y'all ready for this? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anybody know who that is? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star Wars. And this one's going to throw you for a leap. Guess what? Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lamb. And. But his intelligence and his smartness and people want to learn from him and sit from him. You know what I mean? That is the beauty of it and keeps them on their toes. Okay. The innocent. A morally pure character, often a child whose only intentions are good. And there are some people like that, even in life. Yes. Thank you. And it says strength, morality, kindness, and sincerity. The weaknesses for them is vulnerable, naive, and rarely skilled, which he had skills. That boy was smart. It's just to be smart in a different way. Uh, Lenny Smalls of Mice and Men. You remember that? And being that it's Christmas time, I got two more for you. Buddy the Elf. Right. Green Mile. There you go. And the, the guy that was going to the chair and he didn't mind. He said, I don't mind, boss. Scared the bejesus out of those people, but was gentle as a gentle soul. The creator is the eighth archetype, a motivated visionary who creates art or structure during the narrative. Creativity, willpower, and conviction. Weakness, self-involved, single-mindedness, lack of practical skills. Hmm. Washington <laughs> Right. But he was not so well, he was single mindedness, but he got things done. So okay, but he he didn't lack practical skills. He had a lot of practical skills. Right. And he, he also gives a lot to the Yes. A lot of things with the story being. Mm-hmm. And he's the one, he's the father of uh, the industrial times because he made the assembly line. All right now. See, these are things that the school can't teach you or haven't taught you. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Nikolai Tesla? Yes, definitely like Nikolai Tesla. He got prosecuted. They made that man's life a living terror. Mm-hmm. Made him go on the thing, made him build something. And when they figured out that he was going to actually give the electricity to the people for free, 
Ford didn't like them and put them out of business and then the government tried to bankrupt them, make you think crazy. The things that we use now today, which we don't know are part of Nikola Tesla's uh, inventions that the government stole, our government that is. But you know, what can yeah, I say? By way of the Okay, who is the the ninth one is the ruler character with legal emotional power over others. Oh my gosh, you know who this is? <laughs> Let's <laughs> I was gonna say, ooh, are y'all ready for this? I was gonna say Trump. That's the archetype. Okay. All right. It says, you know, and his strength is opponents, status, and resources. Now that fits him to a T. His weakness is aloofness, but disliked by others and out of touch. That is him to a T. He is the ruler. <laughs> oh, and another, I thought she was going to talk about the Dom, like, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to go there. <laughs> nope, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just saying, y'all. Just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, and the caregiver. A character who continually support others and make sacrifices on their behalf. I know a lot of people like that. Uh, honorable, selfless, and loyal. Woo! Can I say, can I get an amen? But lacking personal ambition or leadership, which I don't know. I don't know about that one. Because... Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar help the medicine go down, medicine go down, medicine go down, just a spoonful of sugar help the medicine go down, down. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Not in a hotel. Mm-mm. You can say that about George Washington too, because for all the things that he's done. He was not rewarded. Life, well, in the world, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I don't think he died rich. Mm-mm. Ford is the one. Yep. And 
Hello. They did. We got you by the gonads, my friend. And the number 11th archetype is the everyman, a relatable character who feels recognized from the daily life. Grounded, salt to the earth, relatable. Weaknesses lacking special powers, often unprepared for what's to come. Uh, um, trying to think. <clears throat> I don't know anybody like that. I don't know anybody, but you know what? They got Billy Bob Baggins from The Hobbits. The Hobbit. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to think of the character of the professor. And Billy, um, the professor is the character going back to um, not the ruler. <clears throat> what was it? I was thinking. He wasn't a sage. The more the sage. Um, the professor from the Harry Potter. We find out he was not all that, and then some, and find out he has some a lot of character flaws. I can't even think of. Okay. The professor, not uh, not Professor Snake. Professor Snake, I would consider him. And we really learn about him. He was just a pawn in the story. He had good things. He liked um, Harry Potter because of who his mother was, not because of his father. His father was a jerk. You know, the the, the jock everybody loves and teaches the child, but he loved his mother Lily because he grew up with her and seen the beauty that she was and and that's why he loved him but he couldn't show that and they didn't let you know that at the beginning that that's what his character was why he was a certain way and then you learn why the professor was not so good and you learn when you meet his brother and figure out the the the, the pedestal everybody had him on was not all that great and what a lot of things does come a lot of sacrifices on when you're doing things sometimes. And it's, it's, they make sacrifice for the whole, even if it's just one. It's called the war of games. The war of games. I'm just saying. And number 12, which is really funny, is the jester. Funny character trickster who provides comic relief but also might speak important truths and that to me is will smith and uh what is the fresh prince of bel-air yeah. if you look at his character the jester funny disarming insightful and even in his real life i thought he was a jester because of his relationships and what he went through if people don't know and obnoxious is a weakness and superficial. I'm just saying. Um, but, he also, but he also hated Tupac because of Tupac's relationship with Jada. Right. So, 
Right. But also understanding what Tupac was. He was a sage. In my in my opinion, he was a sage. He knew where he was going. Um, where would I put Jada? Hmm. I don't know where would I put Jada at. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I don't know. I don't think she would be. I wouldn't say innocent because there's nothing as innocent. I would say the explorer in relationships. So the explorer and the gesture getting along to develop and understand and motivate my self-improvement because that exactly is the character that Will Smith became in life, if you know what I mean. Now he does the quotes and all that other stuff. He improved himself. And that's what getting with the right archetype, archetype can actually help uh, them grow in a relationship. But knowing what roles you play, and you don't always stay in these roles. You know what I mean? <clears throat> There's other different um, archetypes, um, as well as another one I forgot. I'm trying to think. Um, manifestor archetype. Um, I'm trying to remember where I study that because there were different archetypes and. Manifester? Mm-hmm. Manifester. Mm-hmm. The human design. No, human, what is it? Archetype. I think. Let me look this up. Because they make personality. Michael Jackson and Prince, they manifested some awesome music gave to the world. It's called the Human Design Genetic Matrix. That's what I love. Is uh, Giovanni archetypes, and they tell you about the human design, what we are in life, and it's the manifestors to live life with peace. And they are just, you know, they said uh, they're about eight percent in the population. And we're talking about 7 trillion people. And uh, to be a manifester is mechanically, a manifester has a motor to connect to the throat, your throat chakra and undefine your sacral chakra. They're connected together. You know what I mean? They're undefined. And it's basically the ability to move energy of things and people, places and things and not see the illusion that the world we live in. I'm just saying. And you can evolve out of these human design archetypes. And there's a test that you can take to find out what your archetype is. There's generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. A lot of, 67% of the world is um, generators. 9% are manifestor, 23 are projector, and 1% are reflectors. These are things that I like. I know it's like really like, whoa. 
but I like learning about these different things and applying them to my life and see how they fit in. And I got this, I got into this like um, seven years ago. And I couldn't remember a friend of mine name. Her name is Sister, Sister, Sister Friend Marie. She used to talk about it. And you, like I said, you can take a test. It's online that you can take the test. It's really, and you can get your chart and they'll tell you what you do. So what I'm going to do is for you guys out there, I'm going to put it in the room so you can get it done. And I'll send it to you. Because I think everybody should know where they stand. As GiovanniArchives.com. Get your chart. I'm going to, like I said, I'm sitting there. I'm putting it on YouTube and all these other things so people can find out their archetypes and see what they want to do. Because I think everybody should know what their archetype is and how we can help them and how they can connect and how they can feel better. You know what I mean? I love I love uh, that about the different things. Um, most engaging. I don't know. It says I can see the chat, but I really can't. So I don't know what's going on. So find out what your archetype is and you will understand about that. Um, getting a better understanding. This is for me is everything is about a learning and evolving and having a better understanding of ourselves so we can get connected to the people we're going to build a relationship with. Because if we know where we're coming from and we know what we can do, especially if you're a manifester, you're a generator, reflector, those are really important to me in a relationship because this lets me know how we're going to be able to make it together. You know what I mean? If you have someone that's a manifester, um, but you might have somebody that's a generator, how does that coincide in a relationship to make the things that you want your dreams become into reality, which are very important? How do you go about that? You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying all these archetypes that we don't understand our connection or understanding what they do, uh, what role they play in our life is very, very, <clears throat> that's very important too. I'm just saying, Giovanni, I get that. Um, I've been there, so, but I haven't taken this thing in time. And you can, like I said, you can switch. You can switch. Yes. Yes. No, I didn't. They're in the refrigerator. You need to wipe your eye. You're crying. Well, okay. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so we want to talk about personalities versus, you know, what it is. And it actually is like gateways. This is actually has a mandala chart and a body graph. It helps you understand exactly your chakras, your balance when you do this chart. Um, and it helps like play in your life, how to live your life as well. 
if you go into this. So if you're doing this, and this is what I'm saying to people, knowing about your genetic design, knowing your person, you're in a relationship and how to build what they are, you, you work and you you basically need it together, how to come together and build. Like my thing is, I want to build a legacy with my mate. I want to leave a legacy behind so my children have something to look forward to and grow into. So what does my legacy look like now? You know what I mean? What does it look like? How am I shaping it? What what am I doing to make my legacy there? So the person I'm building with, they need to be of certain characteristic to be able to help me build what I need. If I'm a manifester, what what does that mean? And he's a generator. What does that mean? And if they're a reflector, what does that mean? And how does it pay a part in my life and our lives that we can come together and take that goal together to the next level? You know, but that's just me always thinking in my head. Ah, oh, you're a generator. Go, girl. Hmm. Say that again. So that's what I tell people. When you don't know yourself, you have a problem. When you know yourself, you don't have a problem at all. And I'm not saying you're going to know every every personality and every crick of you because we grow every day. When we wake up, there's something new about us in every second if we really place close attention. You know what I mean? So... I'm just saying. So, and there's different variables in those generators, manifestors, and reflectors, and those archetypes of the human design. And you can't, okay, how can I put this? There's some people that are conscious or spiritual. They're so spiritual that they can't come down to earth and function in an earthly function. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? They cannot function in this world because they're so spiritual that they have to actually have somebody to ground them to basically pull them down because they're so on another level that they can't, they can't function in this world. So they need that person that's going to ground them or balance them, not ground them, but balance them. Or you have somebody that is so um, motivated, they don't know how to chill out because they have an A personality. I ain't saying no names, but I know some people like that. I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> the A type personality, and they don't know how to relax. To them, relaxing is organizing or straightening up or putting things in order. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? But that's. Can you be with someone like that? Can you work with someone like that? Um, can you be with someone that is messy? Or is it going to drive you nuts? Um, and I don't mean messy where they're dirty, but messy just, can you walk in a room and they're 
they got maybe a shirt on the floor or this everything is in be chaotic um saying you know shirt on the floor shoes not put in the proper place and the closet on the shelf where the shoes shoe shoe shelf is or you know the shirts not hang up or not in the dirty clothes where they just take their towel and the towel is on the floor in the bathroom can you be with somebody like that Hang it all out, bitch. Rest of <laughs> I, I guess that's why some people sleep in two different rooms. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew like that. I knew just like that. I'm just like, wow. See, and my parents were actually um, my my stepfather's um, grandparents were just like that. They basically, ooh, they basically were, had um, two separate rooms. And I'm like, wow. Okay, what is that about? And later on figured out they couldn't get along like that. Um, They slept in different places. How that balanced people, I don't know. Quite know how that balances um, people, but... But then you got to remember, people looked at relationships different back then during their time. You know what I mean? They didn't look at it like we look at it today. We don't see relationships like that. They married um, during the, my stepfather's great great grandfather's grand yeah his grandfather great grandfather's time. They married people when they were young, maybe 12 or 14 and 15. You know what I mean? That's what they did. They And they, they went together. They uh, they built a life together. They had children together. This is things that they did. Um, they slept in the same bed because they had no other choice. You know what I mean? They didn't know anything different. And then there's always that revolutionary person that figures out that they don't have to sleep in the same bed. They don't have to do, they don't have to be what everybody society has told them they have to be. You know what I mean? There's always that one person in the family and you'll find not only um, in their relationship was it defined differently, but also the things that they practice spiritually is different. Um, And I had a great aunt Hattie that was a medium that did some work. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that she did some work. You know what I mean? And she did have her husband in one room and she was in another room. She was before our time. She also smoked uh, cigarettes, or, uh, not cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. And she did snuff before her time. You know what I mean? So and then she had another person that was a companion that was there with them as well. You feel what I'm saying? So, and she was doing a lot of spiritual work. And she had her spiritual table in her bedroom. So if anybody knows anything about spiritual work, you're not going to have sex where your spiritual table is in your bedroom. You just don't. That's a definite no-no. So that let me know she did a lot of practice. And like I said, I got older. I asked her about different things uh, like 
she used to collect rainwater and we talked about it. And she was the one that told me, yeah, you do da 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 And I said, why? Back then you could use rainwater for your eyes, your hair, and make spiritual baths. That was not unknown. But today it is really unknown for the things. You can't use the rainwater the way it is because it's contaminated. It's not the same when it was back there for her. And she even told me when I was in my 20s that it was a shift. You don't want to use the rainwater the way you did before. And there's different things. But getting back to what we're talking about, relationships and how I seen she had a different relationship, but it was stable. He was committed. He was loving. And even though he went to church, she did not. She did not go to church. Um, you can catch her at a wedding. You can catch her anything, but she did not go to church and would not step foot in a church. Only time she went into the church was for a funeral and go right back out. But you see what I'm saying is like their relationship worked. They have been together for over 50 something years. Those relationships, they made it work because they had no other choice. That That's the norm. And also back in the day, when my great grandma, when uh, my pop-up died, they had been together for 75 years before he died. 75 years. Could you imagine seeing some somebody for 75 years? looking at them, talking to them, being with them 75 years. And they were the total opposite in characters. He was about getting work done, doing things. And she was just like, whatever happened, she, she was a homemaker. She took care of children, but she was at the school. She was very involved with her children. Um, he was went to work, came home, worked for the railroad. And working on the railroad back then was a lot of work. So he did a lot of hard work for, you know, that like talking about that relationship and he provided for the family. He made sure that they were taken care of. They were looked after. You know what I mean? These are things that you want to see. And he supported her. And then sometimes he would just tell her, you know, Max, sit down and shut up. Just like that. Sit down and shut up. Wrong is wrong and right is right. But he didn't disrespect her to make her feel less than a woman or feel her less than character that she was less than. That's what I mean about our characters now. This is something that we have lost in relationships that we're all about getting into it and doing doing the do, but not taking the time and getting to know somebody. We just want, want to get in each other's pants without understanding and realize where are they coming from? What are they thinking about? And then you wind up with somebody that's psycho. And what I mean is psycho that they instance craziness because you didn't take the time to get to really know them. You were just so ready to get the goods. That means, and I'm not just saying men, it's women too. They just want to get the goods too and just calling away. But you also don't realize when you're actually sleeping with that person, you bring attachments with you. And they, everything they slip with, everything they feel and all that emotion that gets all trapped up inside you because we're a woman. We take all of that inside as men push out, meaning it comes out of them. Guess what? But they they connect to you. That's why it's called a union. When you lay down with a person, it's a union. Or I shouldn't say just men and women. It's also women and women and men and men. There's different ways that you can ingest relationships 
and have attachments from other people in those relationships that I used to say, people, when you're in that part, you clean each other's off being in certain relationships. You cleanse yourself off. You know what I mean? We don't realize that we do that. We don't realize that we take in people's energy. And we sometimes even when you're together so much, you ever see a couple that's been so together, they they take on each other's personality. I have. Um, let's see anybody wanna anybody wanna call in and comment, they can call in at five six three nine 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 three zero zero seven and push that number one button. I take all comments if you want to speak. The line is open yeah. for another seven no, minutes. Go for it. Yes. What's the question? Is, is that uh, is that one of the reasons why they created the Yoni pearls and the Yoni steam? That stuff really helped with um, severing or separating that connection. Uh, the yoni, it, the yoni steam is basically was created back in the day to put the woman back into balance. Uh, basically, on a spiritual level as well, it's also self care and self love. That's why also it was created. The yoni, the yoni pearls is to strengthen the womb because it's been out of balance some of them is tilted so the yoni pearls help um to like the bin bang balls is really the bin bang balls the yoni pearls that i'm thinking of yoni pearls is basically to detox and actually cleanse the body that's these little pearls that you insert and you insert and it brings out all the different mucus and all that stuff that's been up there and different things. And it can actually helps break down fibroids and endometriosis. And that comes from emotional attachments. So in a way, yes, it does. It does. It takes an emotional attachments of, of self, not self-love, not self-care, um, pissed off that you're a woman, pissed off that you feel that you don't have equality, um, not liking who you are. These are things that you can get and have gotten from time to time from being who we are today. So yes, it does spiritual stuff. It also does physical stuff. The Yoni steams helps cleanse and put your body into balance and fix some of the physical form as well as emotional form and getting lined up, which is very important. Now the, let me see if I want to make sure. Okay. Got to go back to both stereos. So I apologize. Going back to one on the other. Um, the Yoni Pearls is the cleanse and detox and help you get better and get back into balance. The Bin Bang Balls helps to strengthen the uterus in the womb for it to be able to function correctly and also have better orgasms. Um, so they also have this Yoni, uh, I can't even think of it. You can take it in and out, but it strengthens the wall as well, the uterus, and makes it tight. But there's other things and different herbs for women that they can take to make their yoni tight. Um, that they do, you do use. There's some different 
methods and herbs that keeps it nice and tight and put it back because some of us all depends on what type of birth you had or what's going on or people that you've experienced your yoni does um get out of shape if you will and it's not as tight but also we're not doing exercises number one after having children we're not doing the kegel exercises we're not doing a yoni exercise we're not doing very good care because you know what the things that they were telling our parents back in the day they don't tell us anymore when you're having children they don't help you get your body back in shape like they used to there that's just not something they do anymore Used to, they used to tell you do the kegel exercises, used to go in the hospital for more days than you, you know, now you do three days or two days now or the next day you're out. Um, so you're not getting that care. Then you had a family care to help you. This is the kind of doula program I call the doula sister program that I offer is that we support the mother for at least 14 days. You have somebody come in and the sisters take care of her, help her feed her with the baby. And then also you don't take the baby out in public at least for three months until their immune system. Now we're like, oh, you're out and this and this and expose them too quickly to things too fast. You, you know what I mean? It's just, it's wackadoodles. So I know I went off on a tangents about that, but yeah. So I just want people to take better care of their body and understanding the people they're with so that they can connect and understand some of these sexual connections. Because um, some people, all depends on their upbringing also, wind up in BDSM and they can't understand why they're in BDSM. And I didn't like that name. Um, what is Satanism, masochism? And I'm like, ooh, I thought it was bondage and slavery and master. And I just had it up. I think it wasn't, what is it? BDSM. I thought it was Dom, slavery and mastery, a master. So learning about these different things. Okay, somebody made a comment. I didn't see the comment. Okay. This thing don't like really let you see comments too much, but that's okay. Like I said, y'all can come in if you have a comment. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out, big bro. Uh, I don't have a contest going on. Okay, I can't worry about it. I guess it wasn't meant to be seen. Or somebody else had a comment. Okay, so let's talk about, like I said, BDSM and those reasons that some people are in such a powerful job that they have to actually to release because they're in power. They had they can't show no weakness in their job in a corporation. That that's a release for them to do slave and master or whatever that kind of situation because they're releasing their power to somebody else and people don't understand that kind of relationship even for women that are doms or women that are dames or slaves 
that they are they have to make decisions all the time and there's such much so much pressure it's time of course it's time for bed <laughs> Can you tell I go to bed a lot early? Okay. Alexa, what's my fortune? Oh gosh. This is the lot you've drawn. Lot 99. A bad fortune. Oh. The writer who writes this course but draws no Okay, now that's over. Now I have some new names for the Yoni, which is a shaka tea. So um, I have some new names. The Yoni is a shaka tea, and the Langham is called a Sheva. And that is also, these are actually um, gods that actually uh, in Hindu. Shiva and Shakati, and that's a, a mantra, which actually helps uh, open up doors. Shiva also does. Also. And all of these gods that we see in, in Hindu, basically, which I really love about it, is the fact that they are, um, how do I put it? They are our own conscious, subconscious minds, individual, like Ganesh is our conscious mind, the door that you got to go before, before you get in through anything else. You know what I mean? Your conscious mind and your subconscious. Uh, Shiva being a warrior, taking care of business and mother poverty, loving the earth and creating in disharmony. Um, Vishnu is where everything began. Source, your mind, Ori, meaning your mind, your head. Um, and that's talking Yoruba as well as uh, Hindu. So they play a lot. And that's why I like a lot of the mantras and a lot of the Hindu because they help. And also I like that we, they incorporate really understanding the sacred sexuality. That's what we've kind of have forgotten of our connection is through spirit and how we bring together not only to produce children, but we can produce a lot. And I was talking about the the meditation I wanted to talk about was the meditation for um, the orgasmic meditation or sex magic that is not taught or used to be taught. And there's different one. In Shinto, they also talk about Tantra. 
um, as well, but their Tantra is different than the Hindu Tantra. Everybody has some form of love or sacred sexuality connected to them in this form of life. And that's what I like, that we, we can incorporate our spirituality in opening up when we really get to do the magic, the sex magic. And you don't have to necessarily have a partner to do sex magic. You can do sex magic by yourself if you're taught the right way. And connecting your different chakras is about doing the work and doing the meditation. That's what I said. For me, meditation is so important because if you don't know yourself, how are you going to expect to attract the person that you want to be with? So when you meditate, you really get to go within and deep, have a deeper connection with yourself. And being that you're going to have a deeper connection with yourself, you're able to connect with others and draw in that energy. That energy that you put out is the energy you pull in. I'm just saying, these are things that are important. And there's certain mantras that actually help you get in that state of mind. They help open your mind and your conscious mind because sometimes subconsciously we block our own fortune or our own people that we want. And subconsciously we block them because we don't actually know what we want. We haven't made up our mind actually what we want in a mate or in a person that we want in our life at that time or mates. Um, a lot of people have a problem with poly. Um, and I think for me, poly is a wonderful thing and it has different aspects of it. You just got to define what poly looks like for you and your method and not let what society says judge you. Um, as you can see, it's been around for a long time and different things, but the mainly part that we see here in the West is about men having two uh, wives. And it's really patriarchal that they're doing it, not from a matriarch system of having two husbands and what it was to have that, or having a village or having a community and understanding what that is. Understanding what a triad is, you know, understanding what a quad quad is in a relationship. And building polyamorous really is about building relationships. There's a difference between swinging and polyamorous. Polyamorous is building relationship. Swinging and open relationship are different. Is that you decide to do sexual encounters with other people, or you decided that you can have somebody on the side in your relationship, and you're both in agreements of it. That is swinging. Um, orgy is basically when you go to a party and it's a free fall. That's an orgy. So people are like, oh, that's swinging. So you see there's different layers or different things that we have judgment on and that we don't understand here in America or here, period. Um, I, I have a problem with that. We don't take the time and discuss and really do the research of understanding what all of these mean. And the fact is that, like I said, I have a lot of problems even with how we define race because race does not exist. Race is not something that was only invented until 1818. And that was when it, it, it was brought. The caste system has been around forever, forever and ever and ever. It's the rich to get rich and make the poor be poor and move out the middle class. That is something I always heard about being a kid. Oh, you know, the middle class has got to do the work. You know, if we don't get rich, you know, you know, they're going to wipe us out. And it's only going to be the caste system where there's only the poor and over the rich. They've been trying to do that for a long time. And they've been having a lot of trouble with that here in the Western part. They've been having a lot of problems. And I don't mean in just the United States. I mean, also in Canada. They don't have that. 
Okay, so it's here in this sector. They're they're not very successful of that because that's what some people would like to go to, the haves and the have-nots, and it's just not happening here. You got to have the middle. So um, that's a way of thinking of things as well. So knowing that, understanding that race is not a problem, I wanted to talk about different cultures getting involved. I got the hiccups all of a sudden, sorry. And I don't know why. (laughs) Different cultures being able to get involved with each other and how there can be a balance. And most people say, well, I want to be with my own kind. What is your own kind? Define that. I have a problem with that. If you come from a cow and a chicken, is that, I'm just saying, if you come from a cow and a chicken, then that is that your own kind? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? What is your own kind? First of all, first and foremost, you are earthling or earth being or earth hybrid or earth whatever. Earth is what you are. You occupy this earth. So tell me. The different cultures are the things that you grow up knowing. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, I can't say. I, I grew up being in a Sicilian, uh, African-American, soul, whatever, Vietnamese, Korean, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Japanese, everything that you can think of, Native American. So what does that make me? Those are all my cultures that I grew up with. So can these cultures get along? Heck yeah. Is it going to take time to understand these these different cultures and devices and how to get on? Heck yeah. But are you willing to do the work to do this? I am. So um, I'm just, just something to think about that we're all like uh, talking about the separatism. And I just, I have to bring it home. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. At the end of the day, we both got legs. We both got feet. The only thing is that you have a shiva. I have a shakati. Shakati. That's it. That is the specimen. Now, Now we're on this color of our skin and all this stuff. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't been injustice done because I can't deny that. But what I'm saying is, does it matter at the end of the day? And should you take a less form of a person just because you happen to be in that group? If they don't meet your needs, should you be part of that group just because? Why? Why accept less? Why not go outside and see what you have in common? What do you basically have in common? Are you spiritually connected? Do you have spiritually something connected in common? Are you have business connected in common? Do you have um, a hobby connected in common? These are things that are most important as something to build upon. Just because I look the shade or the hue that you have and you look the shade or you, is that a reason to get in a relationship with a person? I'm just saying. I'm all like, what the heck? What did I what did I walk into? 
I'm just, I want to give you some food for your thoughts. Do I want to be with someone just because I think their hue is going to advance me even further than what I am? No, that's not, that's wrong too. Do I want to be with somebody that has a business? Heck yeah. And they're willing to learn? Heck yeah. If they're willing to work with me? Heck yeah. I'm just saying. We got something to build upon. But these are things that we don't look at. Like, oh man. I'm just saying, you know. What's going on? And the thing is. What is what do you consider a healthy relationship? What looks what does a relationship look in your mind? And how do you connect with the person that you want to be with? How do you what do you do? What are the steps that you take? I don't know. I know the steps I take. And if you want that person to be a significant other, just figure out what characters they bring to the table, male or female. Besides them being a young thing, because that young thing could be a, a thought, a thought. I was told it was a thought. <laughs> I've been educated on some things. Or that gentleman that you think is a gentleman could be a whoremonger. I'm just saying these are some things that you got to like go, whoa, whoa. Whoa, it makes you think, where am I going and what do I want to do? Is it going to bring me some joy and some pleasure, if you know what I mean? Pleasure. So I'm just saying. I'm not surprised. So I know we were talking about the different characters, which I'm going to go back to, which we were talking about. So we talked about the innocent and the innocent is connected to safety and their spiritual journey. The sage is about knowledge and connected to their spiritual journey. You see how it's broke down in fours when we were talking about the explorer is for freedom that is connected to their Spiritual what? Journey. Leaving a mark is the outlaw for his liberation. Also in that category is the magician for power. Leaving a mark. Trump is leaving a mark. I'm just saying. The hero, the mastery, leaving a mark. Okay. I bet you like, okay. The lover is intimacy connected to others. The gesture is pleasure connected to others. The every man belonging connected to others. Caregiver, service, provides structure. Ruler, control, provides structure. Artist, innovator, provides structure. This is all part of that circle. And it all gives you an insight. And if you outerlay these archetypes, with the Giovanni archetypes, they overlay each other. 
and how they incorporate and help you build some good characteristics in the human design for relationships. Just saying. Just food for thought. I don't know. If you like this show, please give it three thumbs up, 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 up. And if you like it and you want to join me, I think what I am going to use for right now uses melanin as my Saturday special to see how to make it rock and roll. And um, don't know how to be really engaging too much on here. Uh, they said people make comments, but because they're not in English and I'm reaching people all over, thank you so much for being part of this. And Stay tuned because Food Alchemy will have its own media platform pretty soon come 2021. And we will have shows like this where we'll be able to do different things and explain things at its best. And what I do do, my next show will be Monday, Coffee with Ori. You can find it on YouTube or you can listen on Blog Talk. The same number that you see, 563-999-93007, 563-999-3007. You can call that number and be part of the show. We like to have an interactive show on Coffee with Ori. And he's a hoot and a holler. And I'm there as well. So we have different topics and we're going to pick up. So any show that you've seen tonight, we have it on YouTube channel. Look up Food Alchemy and you'll see Dr. D, the same little thing you see with a little man that you see on my channel. You'll be able to find him. You'll be able to see and make internet um, comments and subscribe. And where is this? Twitch. If you're on Twitch, thank you for watching. Um, Twitch. I would like you to come and be part of Twitter. I'd like you to come and join us on YouTube and be interactive. And we look forward to seeing you there later. So this has been Food Alchemy. I hope that was helpful and understanding. Thank you. Hold on. My exit song.
Welcome to Food Alchemy Network. I am Dr. D. It is Friday. I want to welcome you. I'm hoping that you're having a great Friday. And because it's Friday, we talk about spiritual connections and things of love and getting not only just love of another, of relationship, but love of relationship with yourself. And I said, well, today, let's really begin to to take things into consideration of all the things that's going on at this time that happened in 2020, as well as in 2021, about what can we do to get back to self and self-love? And how does some blockages get us out of self-love and love of oneness? That is something that I wanted to really dive deep and it was placed on my mind to talk about it uh, yesterday. So I decided I was going to make this my topic for today for Friday's discussion on Food Alchemy Network on our Friday show. Now, we have so many things that in this planet on earth that actually separates us from a lot of other things. Meaning we're separated first first and foremost when we first come into the world as a male child or a female child. Then there comes between, like I say, the different hue of people. Then it becomes by the city, your separation. Then it comes by state. Then it comes by community and country. These are all separations to differentiate us from one another to keep us separated and not coming together as a force of oneness. We say we won, but how many of us that are spiritualists, that are light workers, really? know how to get back to oneness with oneself and others and not really so much take things um, personally, meaning on our soul, because uh, when we actually take that on our soul, we actually put that in our karma bank, if you will. And we have emotion and attachment, so that becomes a karma. Now, people say karma is bad, but karma can be good or bad. Like I said, there, I've explained before, there's really no good or bad in this lifetime. There is just actions and energies and frequencies. Now, the thing that we need to learn from them, there are consequences of how we react to different things. Um, You feel someone is being disrespectful. Well, in what way are they being disrespectful to you? Is it 
uh, because of your hue? Is it because of your belief or faith system? Is it because your eating habits? Is it because of the things you do and the things you don't do or they do? What is this separation and why is it there? Is there to make some people feel superior, important, and above all, and also power? Knowing that, that puts it in a different perspective, I'm hoping for you, that you're giving someone the power, another person that is not in your being, not as yourself, not even part of you, to actually play a higher part and percentage in your life based on something they said they do or they feel or they put out there that is programmed for people to believe. Now, that is the hard part of understanding how to get that fixed how to make that work for you. And that's what you got to think about. Some things is, it's not whether you're female or male. It's not whether you're young or old. Everyone or every being from the plants to the animals to each being deserves respect. Their due respect until they show you why they should not be respected or have done something to you, but still they deserve respect. And this is why a lot of people, when they said hotep and the hand forward, I'm going to show you one hand forward like that, is giving respect or um, namaste, I bow to your higher self. My God, bow to your higher God, bow. You know, you're respecting each other of equal energy, of equal force, of equal being. That becomes equal. It's not, I'm better than you, you're better than me. It's a form of respect. So that is something that I see quite um, going on a lot. Uh, okay, we've some people are really enlightened and some people have really wisdom and they put them on this big pedestals, pedestal, sorry, pedestals. And they say, you know what? Uh, that person is blasey, blasey blue and yada, yada, yada. And they might make a mistake and then they're blown off the pedestal. Number one, we should not put anyone on a pedestal or put higher than ourselves and our higher conscious self and source itself. No one or no being deserves that honor. What needs to realize that we are a higher being, that when we take the time to get to know, really know ourselves and understand what our purpose is, what we come here to do. Um, it's not necessary to be a big superstar. It's not necessary to be a great artist, writer. It's how you express yourself in life and how you deal with it. When you do that and realize you're part of a grander picture of getting back to oneness and getting out of ego 
because sometimes that's what it is. Even me, you know, I sometimes got to go in ego and have to check myself about my emotions. That keeps me grounded. That keeps me anchored into this earth dimension and the energy that it is, the dense energy that's here will keep you grounded and not uplifted like you're supposed to. You're really supposed to float and get more enlightened and not believe into these uh, programs that have been in place for you to believe. It, you know, we get separated, like I said, our dogma, meaning our belief system, our spiritual, you're Christian, I'm Muslim, I'm Buddhist, I'm Hindu, um, I'm Satanist, I'm this, I'm that. Everything has a vibration and a reaction to how you see. And if you're reacting to those different things, these are things you need to look at yourself and figure out why I'm having a reaction. Um, there was a, a woman that uh, said something to me and I, it took, it's taken me some months to see that in some ways she was right. In some ways, um, me reacting, having a reaction to someone, um, being what I proceed, seeing I proceed as disrespectful. There's something in myself that I need to go back, that I need to fix. There's something that I need to look at, at myself as I go forth. So when I start doing a lot more work and breaking down uh, some of the reaction I'm having, um, it on earth, it fits that profile for you to act that way um, in, this, in this dimension, in this density. It's a typical reaction of to be angry, be sad, or basically, wow, and not go within. And that was pointed out to me that I needed to go within. Um, and I'll acknowledge that. And I will talk to that sister and tell her I have an apology to make. Um, but the things that I see, uh, the separation um, of race, of classes of rich versus poor, it should not be. And it affects your being of your life when you have all of these attachments, these feelings of emotions that are so strong. It dominates who you are. And you start going into one sector, even if you're pro this, pro that, uh, you know, pro birth, pro death, pro uh, uh, L LGSBN, pro um, heterosexual relationship. It's about accepting all and all things at these things because there's something to grow. And growth is not always as painful as people make as you evaluate and grow forth and go and get higher within yourself. There's some things that come out of your shadow self. There's some things that come out of your self of um, love and light that you need to grow and fix and go back and meditate and work on yourself on. 
you need to open that drawer and figure out what it was that made that connection or why that reaction is so dense because that is one of the anchors that keep you um, in that state of being and sometimes not evaluating where you want to go. Sorry, I keep lifting up on my chair. Um, I'm slipping. I'm falling, falling. I can't get up. I'm falling, falling. I can't get up. Uh, I like to laugh, as you can see. So for me, taking these into consideration, what we need to do to go forth is basically work on ourselves and work on all these, I call them isms, religious racism, countryisms, um, sexual orientationisms, um, classism. Um, there's these, these isms, uh, the dumb, some people say dumb, or the people that are not so bright, or some people say the, the college educated versus the non-college educated, or someone at high school and business and non-business and entrepreneurs to small business to employees to employers. These are all isms that separate us from the being that we are. We all came from love and we all wanna go back to source and realize that in reality, it really does not matter at the end of the day when you're transitioning of your density. Like some say, oh, well, you believe in God and you got to get this Christian in, you got to do this walk, this line, you got to do this, you got to do that. This is something that man has created to build a bond and anchor. This is not nothing that is written in source for you to be bonded and created and connected to this dense being of a rock. Uh, that is Gaia, that is also a living, breathing entity. If you want to evolve, you got to leave these isms alone and work on some of the things of yourself. You cannot change anyone. You only can change yourself and keep growing. You can share your experience. You can also let them know about your experience and how they react to that experience or how they feel is their opinion like how i reacted to the situation when someone called me on my reaction is my reaction that's something that i need to think about something that i need to meditate something that i need to, to grow with and realizing that it takes me and put me in another frame of mind and there was a lot of things that i had to think about of um how i react to people how i've been with other people how i see people if you will, and how I have not worked on it. And sometimes we are born into this uh, hue of people, class of people to actually evolve, to go back to source and not get tangled by the things of this density of this planet and be bogged down and create more karma. And karma could be a wonderful thing that you fix and you lighten your load because you'll keep getting it until you learn your lesson and it could be many past life lessons that you've learned here on this planet on this dimension and then after you feel realize it um even so much as the isms of being um a density like a 3d dense form we are 
versus the spiritual form. There is isms with that and separation. But in reality, there really is no separation. You still can call on or talk to your loved ones here in this density now more than ever. Um, it's just that you got to be open. There are some steps you have to do and follow and get to know. These are just wonderful insights that I want you to have and understand that you can do when you really, really get to know yourself and start doing, doing the work on you, doing the, the soul searching, the self-discovering, the personal growth. And sometimes you get people that lead you in the right directions for personal growth. And then sometimes people don't understand themselves and they're still working on themselves that they have to evolve and go. You know what I mean? So I want you to keep that in mind as you go forth on this journey of getting to know yourself and what you got to do. How to eradicate that emotion of anger because anger is an anchor. Hatred is an anchor. Sadness is an anchor. Depression is an anchor. It bogs you down, makes your body feel heavy. When people come around you, they can feel that emotion, even though you're thinking you're hiding it. You're not. Ashe. Ashe. Okay, <laughs> so I like to give honor sometimes because I feel um, different things around and I just love that I am always discovering every day and the more I meditate and the closer I always get the source and talking the source and talking to other realms. Like I know people like there's other beings here. Like uh, George Washington Carver actually talked to the plants as a botanist to understand them. And he understood they were alive and he was able to create because they communicate. Like Nick Tesla, another great being, was able to communicate and go within and create these beautiful energy forces to be used to help to make the earth even more sustainable. You know what I mean? Then you have other beings that help you like the um, Edgar Casey, the sleepy prophet that gave different advice during his sleeping phase or not really sleeping, he was meditating. And the meditation that he did to go in to get answers and help people revive or recover or renew or get their self in alignment is by him laying down, relaxing of his mind and his secretary taking notes and getting answers for people. He went in a deep meditation and was able to get these answers to give them to people for them to be able to use in their lives that helped them from an illness 
to a situation in their life. He was able to just basically, what I would like, remotely travel and talk with source of talk with God as he see fit to help others begin to heal. So he opened the doorways for us to be open and okay and get rid of that thing and that belief that we all are here uh, just to die and we die and that's it. And that's the end of it. And we can't get healed. And that's just what it is, what is written. He helped change a lot of minds and a lot of different belief systems with what he did that was radical. It was totally radical what he did that others wouldn't think to do in his time. But that is also about being part of connecting with source and talking and meditating and writing and journaling and listening and doing, like I said, personal development and removing all these isms, all these blockages that hold you captive and you don't realize that you're captive. You know, these are things that we can do by breathing, exercising, forming a great support system, getting in touch with oneself wholly and truly. These are things that you can do. These are things that brings enlightenment to oneself. The movements I would suggest are yoga, tai chi, kwando, um, qigong, and also some enlightened exercise I would recommend is prana. Prana healing, prana moving, brain yoga, yoga exercises, different yogas. There's different yogas out there for you to experience. Different music and different frequencies for different, want to say, energies that you want to receive and open and be open to and begin to heal the RNA, the DNA code within oneself. These are just some aspects of how we can do it. And purifying our body, actually doing a cleanse during the season, actually eating the right things so your body is cleansed. Um, staying away from certain uh, aspects or programs or books or things that you don't want to be a part of. It helps because then you're eradicating your field from these unpleasantries and bringing in pleasantries that you want to have around you. Um, walking in nature, getting connected and putting your feet on the ground and connecting with Gaia yourself. These are things that you can do. So I want to say I am the food, Food Alchemy Network, and I am Dr. D. I want to leave you in great abundance. I say longevity, life, love, prosperity to you and all, and blessings throughout 
I send my blessings from my heart to your heart, to your soul. And I say everyone out there is blazing forward, blazing forward. That is what I say unto you. Aho, namaste, ashe. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Food Alchemy Network, and this is Spiritual Connections. So, I know there's so many things that I wanted to share with you guys about meditation and opening your mind and bringing great wisdom about meditation and what it does and what I've seen it do. And I was trying to give you an educated point of view, but also a spiritual point of view, also trying to reach body, mind, and soul and spirit and letting you know the physical effects that meditation does and why I believe we should do meditation more, why we should get in touch with our inner self because it helps the body and why gurus and different organizations and different dogmas and different uh, collective cultures, if you will, actually put it in their daily life or make it part of who they are in essence who they are with meditation because it brings them closer to their self it gets them closer to source and being able to communicate. Now, a lot of stuff we do, we do it consciously. Then we have things that are in our subconscious that are programmed from our conscious mind that are there and also come against a brick wall. Then there's the superconscious. So the superconscious is above the conscious and the subconscious level. The superconscious, you're really tapping into source. You're really going outside of the realm and communicating with other realms, uh, angelic beings, um, dogmas, deities, spirits, elements, source itself. It comes in a thought, it comes in a pattern, it comes in a voice, a feeling. These are different ways that you respond in super subconscious. And out of super, super subconscious, you're also in another dimensional portal vibration in being, if that makes sense, if you will. So if you have questions, please let me know and I'll answer at the bottom and we'll respond. Now, the super subconscious, which is so important to enlightenment and so important to getting connected to your higher conscious, higher than your higher conscious self, like your Christ conscious self will say higher conscious self. So they're two or one of the same. So when you're working at that level, at, at that vibration, that frequency, that energy, if you will, that surrounds you, you have a deeper connection of your true self of what you're supposed to be doing and how to do it because clarity becomes in. So by meditating, you get in this state. You, It's like a trans state. 
So what I've been learning for me is to help ask my super conscious self to tap on my conscious self by passing the subconscious to remove the, the programs that was in me to make me separated from my higher source and myself. I am part of source. I am that being. So I want to flow effortlessly, you know, effortlessly. I want to flow. So as I flow, I get conscious. And as I get conscious, I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of the vibrations. I'm aware of the elements. I'm aware of things that we might have taken for granted, like the earth and the connection we have to Gaia or Mother Earth or whoever you see, Mother Nature. That's another thing. But Gaia, the earth, the being, is a living, conscious being as well. It, it awakes, it sleeps, it breathes. It has the construct of water, of earth, of air. These are things that makes things alive. So this planet we call earth, is another living being entity that we stay on. And order to some religions for that connection, they need to be connected. And connected how they did is they respect the earth. They gave and they took they take and receive. It was a two-way streak. If you cut a tree, another tree was planted, a sapling. So if something is taken from Mother Earth, then something was given to replenish. And that is very important. We were conscious of the things we eat, and the things we use to see how they vibrate. If you look at some of the cities and see how much garbage there is, um, not every state, every county is recycling or finding use of it. They have recycle, but what do you do with the recyclable after it? Some people are finding new use for plastics that recycle. They're finding new use for aluminum foil washing and actually cleaning it and making it, put it back into one and melting it down. There's a process, glass, taking it, breaking it, making it down and make it again as one. These are things that are giving back or that being reused. They're used to make um, curtains, uh, Rugs, these are things that were given back, like things that were once garbage. Now people are doing, which I am so proud, are calling recycle or upcycling. So taking something that would have been thought as garbage or um, not so much use, somebody finding useful usefulness of it and making it use usable again. And that helps Mother Earth. That clears out some of the smog. It brings in more air when we're planting more trees. 
it the water when we're taking those plastic cleans the water and the filter and it's not affecting the fish so we don't realize our behaviors not only affect the people in different places but it affects other living beings in the ocean the turtles and the, the uh what is it the seals they have these uh things that are cut around their neck and getting caught up so i think in hawaii i know they stopped selling the sodas with the plastic things uh, plastic rings and at first what they did is we cut them into little inches so that if it did happen to go out to the sea of somebody that it wouldn't get caught it wouldn't hurt another being but all this murkiness it messes up the ocean it messes up the seas it messes up the whole environment of being we're trashing a place we live on by not bringing in clean water and destroying it with the things that we want right now because we have become an instant like an instant oatmeal kind of a situation or instant coffee kind of situation but we're not we are organic we need to take our time and realize and capitalize on the things that take time to grow and learn and be if you will um and be part be the guardian of the earth instead of the thief of the earth the destroyer of the earth give back to the earth and it will respect you when you be part of that environment and understand where you're coming from from the earth and connecting you get connected to the seasons and the weathers you're able to feel them in the vibration as the temperature temperament changes as the energy lightens these are things that bring in clarity connection to the different elements and when we keep bringing in the connections with the different elements and the earth and the beings like the wings that fly okay those fish that swim the incense that have a different purpose of feeding cleaning and helping the earth surround like the bees where like they said the bees are in danger and that don't produce honey they they not only produce honey but they pollinate they take one little the pollen from one place of a flower and flitter it around and spread the pollen so other seeds and flowers can grow so these are things that are very important to make our ecosystem survive in our conscious world so imagine the energy and the love you put out in the conscious world it helps the superconscious and us connect with other beings when we get together especially when we meditate together and vibrate on that energy of love of connecting and healing and 
really knowing who we are with source. Knowing source is a part of us. It's not outside of us, but it's in us. That's what meditating does. It makes you conscious of all the little things, you minute things that you thought were not important. They are really important. When we can connect and know who we are and bring these things into being with ourselves. We're able to see, we're able to go about different ways of connecting. And as we continue to connect, we get to see the energies. We get to be part of the, the earth, the sun, the stars. We get to open our minds like we never done before. Because some of us have not opened our minds. Some of us have not gotten to connect with who we are and understanding. And you ask yourself, why? Why don't we know who we are? Or why do we feel lost? Because of the situations we have placed on ourselves. And it's sad. I had something. Let's see. I'm going to. I have so much stuff on meditation, <laughs> and and it also meditation brings a lot of relaxation and opens you up in so many ways that it helps your conscious really connect beyond belief if you know what I mean. It helps you see things that you didn't even think you would know. Oof, sorry, itch, itch. Um, I like, wow. You'd be surprised how so much stuff that I've got. <laughs> oh well. Okay. I don't know. It's like. Oh yeah. I don't know. We won't worry about that for right now. I have some other stuff that um, will help us along. And I really want us to do a meditation that opens our mind. It's a little bit of a guided meditation. It opens your mind, it opens your heart and your soul. And you understand um, of going within and what I put behind it is a binary 
sound for your healing, for different things, of coming connected with earth and understanding who we are. And that is so important. We need to understand who we are, why we meditate, and how we meditate. You know? It's so important. What? Um, also, thinking about what do you want to accomplish in your meditation? What is it that you want to see in your meditation? That's a thought. And I know that it heals so many ways that they have meditation um, to remove negativity blocks. They have meditation to meet your guides. They have meditation for, um, what is that? I have meditation to help you get an enlightenment, to attune yourself to different frequency. They have meditation to bring in babies and to give birth and meditation for deep breathing that you go in a trance and you're able to give birth and move past the pain, which I think is so wonderful. They have meditations to mm, bring, an, I want to say, an enlightened self of you. They have meditations to give you what you need. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, no, don't know. I don't know, don't know what happened, but okay. Uh, we're going to work on a meditation and I'm going to do it with uh, Mozart and I'm hoping that you're going to enjoy it. Mozart is very, very good. You didn't get to listen. It helps strengthens all parts of the body. And it's good for brain development. It's good for uh, studying. It's good for a lot of relaxing 
and just like wow it brings that level so we will we'll try to do that and um getting getting that ready so what i would like you to do is to get comfortable i would like for you to I would like for you to get in a chair, get um, your mind right and relax. Let your arms go, just relax, sit back. And I want you to relax as we do this. You can close your eyes or keep your eyes open and focus. So. Just enjoy the music, enjoy the fruits. And once you close your eyes, move your head to the right, move your head to the left, move your head to the front, move your head to the back. And take in a deep breath. Relax your hands. Take a deep breath. And let go. Again, take a deep breath. Hold. And now, take a deep breath, hold, 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 let go slowly, one, two, three, four, from the top of your head down to your neck down your spine and in your mind bring in loving thoughts of love Praying thoughts of jubilation, of celebration, of happiness, of peace, of compassion, praying thoughts 
of celebration and all the things that surround you of comfort Feel the harmony, feel the blessings, feel the rays of love that surround you, feel the comforts. And as you Come back into yourself. I want you to really concentrate on feeling yourself come back in a space of loving and joy and visualize yourself throughout the day that that's how you're going and tonight into your sleep of love joy, jubilation, and victory, victory, victory. So I hope this feels connection on meditation again on another level has helped you reached where you need to be. And I would like to say, keep meditating, keep going deeper within yourself and connecting. I am Dr. D from Food Alchemy Network. This is Spiritual Connections. I say toodle for now. Toodles. Hello, everyone. I'm feeling good. It's a Friday. 
So I want to say blissful arising to all. Blissful arising to everyone. I am Dr. D. I am so glad that you signed to join with me today's topic is meditation. Why meditation? What meditation does? The whys and the hows and the woos and all that good stuff. I want to say out there we're going to talk about meditation. So without further ado, I want you to sit back, relax, and get a pencil and paper if you will. Be part of all of this and get your information while you can. So definitely want to say blissful awakening to everyone and blissful arising to others that I've seen. So let's begin with meditation. Why meditation? What is meditation? That's the first question we should answer. What is meditation? Meditation is a state of being in your mind and going deep within and peace of stillness within your body and your mind and your soul that you're able to open up and reach and relax the organs, relax your mind and begin to manifest, begin to create. That is what a meditation is. Meditation can be also meditating as a song on your heart, a prayer, an affirmation, something that you believe strongly in. These are different definition of what meditation is. So I got a letter like they were saying, um, someone said, Dr. D., um, I've noticed that a lot of your shows, your spiritual shows are, have you doing your meditation? You're talking about mantras, you know, what good are meditation and, um, how do I meditate and how people do it is different ways. So I started doing my research and I said, let me write this paper and let me bring it to you guys. So I thought, why the heck not? You know what I mean? So without further ado. Let's talk about meditation. Um, number one, when you're doing meditation, it helps benefits you mentally and it decreases pain in your body. <laughs> it also heightens your sense of well-being. It also opens your lobes in the brain. Um, it also gives your brain activity, function, like your brain goes through different states like low, gamma, high, alpha, beta, delta. These are just different states that your body goes, your brain goes through. And sometimes it affects your sleep state. Sometimes it affects your physical being when you're not getting proper rest. It affects your body. These are good reasons why you should meditate. It's also been shown to improve people in depression. It's also been 
done with people for cancer. So I can give you all these things of releasing why the meditation. Um, it basically, I like to call it conscious energy, like a ball that support the, the conscious and the subconscious mind, if you will. You know what I mean? So um, I'm going to move this off the screen. So um, I want to really, 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 really give you seven reasons why you need to meditate. I wrote this and I thought this was important. It, your nerves improve dramatically, drastically when you meditate. Your nerve system improves. It actually relaxes and not at a pinch still. And remind me at the end of the show to tell you how I know and because I've been doing meditation, what it's done for me and me being consistent with my meditation. I'm just saying. I offer people a challenge. That's right. I offer you a challenge. A challenge of seven days of doing meditation. And meditation could be for five, 10, 15, or 20 minutes. You got to start, you got to get in where you fit in. So if you never meditated before, this might be a challenge for you to start. So let's begin. Seven reasons. It's been known to reduce depression and the negative, like I said, thoughts in the nervous system. It basically increases your recognition in your brain. Like, you know, sometimes as we get older, we have short-term memory loss or we forget things. By meditating, it helps you focus and keen in onto those things that you need to focus on with your body. Um, neurology, like a neurologist. I see a neurologist um, for you guys that don't know out there. I was in a very severe car accident in 2007, and they said I should be in a vegetable state of mind. And I had um, a steel rod put in from C1 to C7 in my, my back. Um, so, and they gave the prognosis or diagnosis, I want to say, that I would be in a vegetated state. They didn't think I would wake up, talk, walk, and do all the things that I do now. That was the diagnosis that was given to my loved ones, um, that I would not. And I seen a neurologist that some damage had really had been done to the cortex and the frontal lobe and different nerves in my body. So it affects my brain, but it also affected my nervous system. So the benefits of meditation actually helps and stimulates and also um, stop the pain, but also cues you into your brain to be a lot more active um, and also helps you concentrate if you also focus with the concentration and doing exercises if you choose. So when you're meditating, you have to focus, you have to concentrate, you have to let go of 
all the things that is going on around you to stay focused. What's going on? Okay. Um, it helps keep an emotional balance in your life when you meditate. Um, you're not, like I said, being so glum, but it also brings your endorphins and serotonins up a level when you're doing meditation. Meditation is used to go deep within oneself to help you get a clue in who you are, who you are. And I already told you it helps you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in your day-to-day living. I want to give you a quote. I like this guru. Some things I don't like all this. Uh, he said he is Sada Guru. And he said, meditation means dissolving the invisible while that on an unawareness has built. I'm going to say it again. Meditation means dissolving the invisible while that on awareness has built. Awareness has built. It's breaking it down. That is by Saru Guru. He's good. He's from India. He's been traveling around. He was traveling around America on a motorcycle. So that's so cool. Um, the body mind, when you meditate, connects. And they, when they do that, it has an effect on different diseases that affect the body. And it brings your mind. You come into your mind. Less stress keeps your mind clear. It gives your mind a vacation that it needs at times that are important to the body. When you are meditating, your problems are not in your thoughts. This reduces your worry, removes the tension from the body by doing it and opens the mind in tones. Free releases the body of pent up anxiety. We're able to let go and be inhibited. It's rejuvenating sleep, which brain is able to go in REM, REM stage, when you get stressed from not sleeping. And when you do it, you get up restful. You have more energy and you're more active, more productive. Health-wise, it improves your blood pressure by lowering. It improves your immune system. It helps you heal quicker and faster. That is some of the benefits of meditation. Just some. Not all, but some. Okay. When you... The benefits of meditating spiritually, you bring in positive energy. It awakens your intuition. You have lucid dreams. It brings inner silence in that brain. You also have spiritual awakenings. You start to attract the things that you like. 
you also can actually get into remote viewing. You also able to bring in the Kanalini energy and have the Kanalini energy arise in the body. It opens the third eye. It balances the chakras. It makes your awareness deepen, your consciousness open. You're able to connect to your subconscious. You're able to connect to your higher conscious self. When spiritually, you're able to have more compassion, connectedness with others. And it helps us that do light work, able to focus and be connected, not only with our clients, but our environment in nature. These are the benefits of meditation. It also, hey, Eddie, hey love, how are you? So it also bring peace of mind. These are just spiritual. These are just some spiritual ones. I, 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 I was just writing them down as they were coming to me last night as I was like, we got to get this out. Now, the emotional benefits. When you're meditating, it helps you achieve the flow of life. You're able to flow with life against all obstacles. You ever heard about the salmon that swims like they're born in one place and then they actually go back home where they are uh, and they have to swim upstream and they're swimming through that current. That's what happens when we do meditation. We're able to go through the flow of what my brother would call distractions. <laughs> I had to put that out there. Distractions. You're able to go through it. It also emotionally controls your anger when you're meditating. It also, when you're meditating, cures anxiety. So you're not in such a panic state when you go right there. It brings that balance and calms you down, bring you back. And it's been known, like I said, depression, I've been saying it. And it brings, when you're meditating for emotional, it brings less stress to the body. And when you're stressed, your body is tense. And when your whole body is tense, it affects all different organs. But we'll get into that physically. So let's, let's let me continue my list I got down here. It, when you meditate, you, you, if you used to be shy, you won't be shy. You'll be able to speak and be a little bit forward and share your information. Um, when you meditate, it brings happiness and joy and it releases that fear factor in the brain because now you know what only person I need to fear is fear of myself, not others, but fear of myself. And you let that go. And it also brings a calming sense of being in stillness in your emotion. You become calm through it all. Um, emotionally, it can help you through resistance. Like if you're trying to do something and you feel like you got this wall or this blockage, 
If you meditate, you're able to get over that wall. If you're willing to do the work, you're able to get through that wall. It also can help you get over phobias. It also, by meditating, bringing better and healthier relationships and not having expectation of others, but have expectations of yourself and realize your role in what you're doing because there's a role you're playing. It also does emotionally help with post-traumatic stress syndrome, okay? It helps you balance your emotional state of mind and being. Now, let's talk about the physical benefit by you actually meditating. Now, it slows the aging process. You have great sleep. You're able to lose weight when you're doing meditation. And there's different types, like I said, where we'll get into them. And it relieves pain and acute pain at that. You're, when you're able to meditate, you're able to shoot that out the body. And if you notice, some women actually are, when they do hypnosis birth, they're in a meditative state. But also when you're doing meditation, you can do visualization meditation. Gave it away, gave it away already. It actually helps with birth and being able to get over the pain of giving birth. Not all, you know, not, it doesn't, everything doesn't work for everybody. It's practice in time. When they go to coaching class, they're telling them to breathe and it's a rhythm, meditating. It helps your brain physically to increase, meaning activities. Because our, as we get older, our brain functions begin to slow, the blood starts to slow, the cells start to get sluggish. But the more you meditate, you're using all parts of the brain. They've done studies of people meditating and in a state and the function of their brain when they're doing the meditation of different monks and different gurus. Okay, um, it and boost endorphins. Woohoo! We need that. It helps with inflammation of the body. Okay, it boosts serotonin. It helps with growth hormones. It helps with uh, balancing hormones. It helps you to heal faster. It helps you pull in antioxidants. It helps you physically to get into a deeper relaxation. It also boosts DEA, DHEA. That's what we need when we're growing as children. And we take that as children are growing, they have that 
to help them grow, help them function because their brain is always growing and they're always functioning. And we ourselves need that too as well. Our brain needs to be function, needs to be consistent. It also physically actually helps the body, the whole brain come together and connect together and work in togetherness. Okay. And it strengthens your immune system, but also ladies and gentlemen, it increases the libido. Okay. Um, it helps with patients that have AIDS for their T cells, the antibodies. Um, it also helps like your gut and bring in healthy chemicals in the body. And it also helps you get into healing sleep, if you will. It's great during pregnancy, like I said, and to do it not just when you're going to deliver, but all through that. And that also helps the baby know getting in tune and in touch with that. That is great. It helps with PMS. Um, it helps with better circulation, better breathing, helps with infertility, helps to lower your um, respiration rate. If you have rapid breathing, it also helps with your heart. These are just some of the basics that people um, don't even think about. And the mentalness of actually doing this, it helps with overcoming OCD. It helps open your mind to be creative and bring creativity to you. It also boosts your learning ability and able to learn and concentrate. It quiets the mind chatter because some of us can't meditate because we're so busy. We got this. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. It just keeps going. And it helps you with willpower and self-discipline. This is like when you ever watch the karate movies where they have to go over there and the monk have to learn to do all the things they need to do. So when they're learning, they're concentrating, they're focusing. So they're able to have discipline to do the exercise, to get up or do whatever repetitiously, 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 just repetitiously, just doing the same monotonous exercise over or the same task over, it helps quiet the mind. It basically makes you more successful when you're meditating. A lot of people that are successful in this world meditate. They meditate and they tell you they meditate and they tell you sometimes how and sometimes they don't. When you meditate, it helps you get into the deepest part of your mind. It also helps you tame that tame, as a friend of mine said, tame the monkey mind. You know, um, it helps when you're doing meditation for Alzheimer's as well as dementia because you're focusing and it keeps the memory. And like I said, it keeps the function of the brain flowing. Also, it helps with your intelligence and your IQ level. Uh, when you're doing it, uh, when you're meditating, it gives healing thoughts. It improves your memory. Um, it 
gives you a better perception when you're meditating. You can beat eating disorders, um, better listening and balanced thoughts. Thoughts of balance that balance you and all the good things that you didn't know that you had. Now, there is so many attachments and there's been so many studies that have been done with meditation to see how it helps the mind. And they want the conscious, there's a conscious rise energy catching to support us. Ooh, ooh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> now, let's get into the thick of things. There's so many ways that you can meditate for the young lady, the person out there that wrote me, how to meditate. The meditation can be a breath meditation. Also, what I was taught by a friend of mine, um, you guys know him, Ori. He was the one that uh, taught me a meditation is with a candle. You light a candle and you sit there and you look at the candle and just focus. And every time your mind wanders, you bring it back to the light, the flame of the candle. That was my, um, I think my first time I, I meditated like that, of actually clearing out the thoughts, of actually taking a candle, lighting it, and light, looking at the flame and concentrating. And every time it flickered, but go back to it because sometimes you can get distracted by kids or things that's going around, but it brings it back into focus. The other one is your breath and how you breathe and your posture has a lot. And what I do is I let go, move my head to the side, left, right, back, front, and I let go, let my neck go, let it relax, let my shoulders go and relax. Let the arms go and relax. Let the elbows go and relax. The wrists go and relax. And the fingers go and relax. And then I let my diaphragm go and blow out the air. And then what I'm doing is I'm working all the way down from the top, all the way down to my feet so that I am whoo, relaxed. So letting it go. Just relax. That is letting the energy go. Okay. So as you're doing that, you can pick a spot on the wall or you can pick some a picture to stare at and just stare at that picture. And every time your mind goes, bring it back and focus and breathe. Do not hold your breath unless you're doing that exercise where we're doing, you know, hold one, two, three, four, five, hold, 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 let go, 
four, three, two, one. Then go up, one, two, three, four, five. Hold, let go, let go, let go, let go. So what you're doing, you're building up and you're holding it in as you're breathing, okay? And you're counting and you hold it. And as you're holding that, you're letting out a little bit of air like you're trying to blow through a straw, like, like that. And then the last one, you let everything go and your body will begin to totally relax. The other relaxation that you can do is that you just close your eyes and focus on the darkness behind your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay? Can you see you can see my eyes? So as my eyes are closed. I'm blocking all the things out around me and I'm focusing and I'm going within my mind. And then if anything in my mind gets outside of that space, I bring it back to the center focus of what of a blank mind. Now, some, it's going to take a while to get there, and that's okay. It's not going to be able, somebody, some people can do it overnight because they're used to it and they've been doing so much work on themselves, and that's okay. Some people, and then there's guided meditation where someone walks you through the meditation step by step by step. And that helps your mind and your body as well. There's also a meditation with music and you're relaxing and just listening with that and it brings you in focus and you do what you want. Then there is the sacred, sacred geometry uh, meditation. That sacred shapes that helps, brings the mind back into focus. That's really good. Also, then you have the color, the different colors to focus on meditation and what you want to build. Whether you want to bring manifest wealth, or you want to do concentration of being able to get that test, get that job, do whatever you need to do. It's focusing. So there's different meditation for that. So and there's also a walking meditation. You can walk and meditate at the same time and still be aware of what's going on around you. I know that's like an oxymoron, like concentrating your mind because you're so focused. Yep, got binary beats. Um, there's frequency, um, megahertz, which are binary beats, which I have. Uh, for everybody out there. I would tell people, if you really want to start 
the best one to start with for all things, all anxieties, which we're going to talk about frequencies and what they do and what they work on at another time in another show. But frequency that if you want to meditate and really get in a good state, I would suggest listen to 528 megahertz frequency to get in a meditative state. And also, there is a working meditation. That's an action that you're doing in rhythm. And you keep repetitively, whatever you're doing, you actually can get in a, a state of mind. Now, I actually found <laughs> my love, if you know me, I love to drive. I have no problem driving cross country. Not a problem of mine. Um, when I want to get in a state, I'll drive. But when I'm in a state, I drive. I The road puts me in a state of mind. And I am conscious. But some people, the road can be so soothing that can put them in a meditative state that they're relaxed and go to sleep. That's not what we want. No, 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 no. So know your boundaries. But for me, driving is like my meditation. Like I'm meditating, especially going through the hills or going through the woods or going through the beaches and in the mountains. When you're seeing this, these scenes bring peace and serenity. Um, you can actually be in a meditative state and doing meditation as you swim in your pool and you won't drown because you're doing something like, again, repetitively, 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 could be, could be, could do. So some people use all of these things to bring a state. And I've seen some wonderful things by meditating and guided you're able to get in your higher conscious self. Everybody wants to be intuitive or they want to know this or they want to do that. And my thing is, if you meditate, do meditation a lot more, focus a lot more, breathe correctly. When you do fire breath, that can send you in a meditative state fire breath, it can send you in a meditative state. So those are just some of the great I am's <laughs> that we do. And we bring justice to our body when we're meditating. We bring our ancestors we bring the consciousness, we bring the things that we want to focus on closer to us because we're doing a meditative state. So if you're disciplined and you're exercising, you're able to get that karate or that move or that thing, whatever it is that you want, because you're focusing and you're putting that energy in there. You know what I mean? Ouch, I'm itching. So those are some of the things I wanted to share with you. And I thought it'd be a little bit longer. So let me share some other things that have been going on. Um, now, 
a lot of y'all don't know, might not know, I have a history of, of um, I was diagnosed, like I told you about the back, uh, C1 and C7, and I wasn't supposed to walk. And I walked with crutches and uh, all that other stuff and um, was not doing so great or whatever. Um, and I went to see my doctor, which is, he's always surprised every time I go in and wanted to know what my secret was. And I tell him, I've been doing a lot of meditation. I've been doing a lot of healing and working on myself. He said, uh, my skin look good. My hands look good. My feet look good. I have a lot more range of motion than I had before. My body's improving. And he wanted to know what the heck was I doing. And the only thing I can say to him is that I do meditation. I do some binary uh, beats. Uh, I do some little bit of exercises. Um, also found out some things. So he was very proud of my progress, but very shocked um, that he said that last time he would expect for me to not be able to walk that it was imperative that I get all his medication, do all the stuff and take it. If I didn't take it, that, you know, I wouldn't be here. But I've heard that for years. They're like, oh, if you don't do this, you don't take this. It's this. It's about focusing in meditation and adding it to your day. If you meditate the first thing in the morning, um, you will have a beautiful day because you've already started out that way. When you meditate before you go to bed, you will definitely enrich your sleep and you will have lucid dreams, dreams that you, you think you're floating, you're able to act. And you also have a better chance of remembering the dreams when you wake up to write them down, to go forth into what you so see. So that's why I recommend meditation, but also mantras are like a meditation. They, as you're saying, like it's a tone, it's a beat. It basically feels your body relaxing or um, what is it? Om, Om Gaya Pateya Namaha, Om Gaya Pateya Pateya Namaha. These also help the conscious mind. So when you're meditating and you're saying these mantras, that opens the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the Christ conscious mind, and helps you reach another level as you continue to chant and continue to meditate. It opens your heart chakras. It starts balancing. If you're off balance in your chakras when you're meditating, it starts aligning the chakras and they start spinning in the directions. That's the benefit of doing meditation and watching your life grow and go in the direction that you want because you're focused and you know where you want to go. So I think that is just pretty cool for me. So that's why I meditate. And those are some of the benefits. But I like the fact that it can lower some people's blood pressure. It can also lower some people's uh, diabetes um, for them taking diabetic medication to lower that. So they're not taking it much. And the high blood pressure, which is 
a lot of us in our families, they say it's connected, find that, but the stress of what we're going through. When you think about the financial stuff that we got to go through, we got to pay our mortgage, we got to live, we got to do this. All these things add stress. So it's pressure on your shoulder. And literally, it's like your shoulders are weighed down. And when you start meditating and letting that go, and I mean, not letting the bills go, you know, they're there, but start thinking at in a different way and a meditative, okay, I have to do this and this is what's going to go and speak out what you want. And you get that connection with yourself, with yourself and your higher conscious of the more you meditate, the deeper you go. Sometimes the longer you go, it's good. Some people can meditate for 10 minutes and at work. If they meditate for 10 minutes, they are more productive at work. They've been seeing this in other countries where they're meditating uh, for exercise or in their break and they're coming back and they're more productive than at first. Or they're, you know, when you slow down your, your energy, you're lethargic sometimes, or, you know, it's draining. But that little boost of that meditation shot it up. When they also did meditation in a group at work, they found out that meditation actually helped them actually come together and connect in their minds. And they were able to work and be in a collective to produce more things together because they're in sync with each other because they've meditated together. So these are some things that some jobs are looking at when they hire these people that come in. They come and they get the people to meditate together to do a project. And it we're finding more productive, better attitudes, um, employers, employees getting along, coworkers, functioning great and just the energy is wonderful when they're doing these meditations together in a group. Um, meditation with your family can bring you together with your family and connecting. Um, that also teaches the young people how to quiet their mind because they got the video, they got the TV, they got the game, they got all these electronics things, but how they know how to reach out, but how to go deep within and be with themselves. That is something my generation, we had to play with our brothers, our cousins or whatever. And we got used to it. It was no such thing of, you know, doing all these video games. Um, you did, you did it with your brother. It wasn't with somebody across the country or playing at different nights. So this by meditating together as a family, and teaching this as a family, it helped everybody connect on another level, but open their conscious mind, their well of being, and how to breathe properly, how to focus on important things and not be boggled by the things that doesn't make sense, if you will. So that's why I encourage Family seeing families meditating together. Meditation, I told you about work, which is good, but also 
doing it after work and relieving and removing things from out of your path. When you focus on the positivity and you doing that meditation and you're meditating and you see in the steps, you see the wall, you see, and you just remove it. Brick, as you're meditating, look at the brick wall. That The brick wall that is right there holding you right together, move it, move it. And you see a hole. You'll start to see light. And the more you meditate, the more the wall removes and the bigger the hole gets and the bigger the light is. And then when it's removed, you start building up the things you want to see, the things you want. So as you're meditating, you can also have a focus. Okay, I'm meditating because I I want to manifest a house. I'm meditating because I want a car. I want to manifest because I want a career and I want to I want to know my life purpose. So that's another reason to meditate. What is your life purpose? What is is your job fulfilling? What is it you don't like about your job? What would you like your job to be? Because if it's a job, then it's really not making you happy. But if it's something that you like to do, it's not a job. It's something that you do. You you know what I'm saying? And your life purpose. Everybody has a purpose in life. We just need to come and realize what it is. Not somebody telling you, but you yourself figuring out what it is. That's going within, inner self, knowing self, talking with self, working with self. These are some things that you do while you meditate. So anybody have any questions out there? Did I answer a lot of questions? Any Anybody has anything out there they want to talk about to help them? You know, I answered a young lady's question. And I thank her for writing about meditation. Um, If anybody want to do a meditation, I'm open to do a meditation with you. As you can see, I love doing meditation. So if you have a question, let me know. I know out there, you know, meditating is very important health-wise. And especially um, people that have cancer. They've integrated um, meditation and part of their treatment. And also with people with addictions like drugs, they've, um, I forgot where that hospital, Maui something, to integrated um, meditation in that, in the Maui thing for people who have cancer and uh, drug addiction or alcoholic addiction or eating disorder. They started doing a meditation with them and seeing some improvement. Um, It wasn't like the big numbers that you usually see. Um, 70% of people have uh, let their um, addiction go that did it. But But the thing is, they had to maintain the state of meditating and being in mind, being mindful of what they were. The 30% that didn't uh, succeed in their addictions is because they did not maintain that um, meditative state or did the exercise they did while they were in the program or in the place or, you know, place where they were. And that's hard sometimes because how, say you're a busy mom, where can you meditate? Well, Sometimes in the bathroom, but then sometimes, you know, those 
those little people that just go knocking, 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 they don't think you should have any time by yourself. So they go right on in and interrupt you while you are meditating. So it's hard to block them out, but it's not hard to meditate. Um, maybe then you just got to do a five minute meditation um, because you know it's hard to get a bath when you got little people. They need to eat, they need to be taken care of. There's all things. Your time is not your time. So these are the things I, I would say I would take my little ones and teach them to meditate so that we can meditate together and we would quiet the mind. And at first it can be distracting, but the more that you practice, the more that you get to know each other, the wonderful it will be for you and your family with the meditation because then they'll appreciate okay uh, 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 mom needs let mom have five minutes and you might have to put on a timer and they have an egg they used to have an egg timer back in the day that you could wind it for five minutes a five minute egg eight minute egg or whatever and you put the timer on and you said mom needs time for herself or we're going to meditate and we're going to do absolutely nothing for five minutes and don't be upset with your child as they're learning to meditate that they're not getting it right away. So you just bring them back and say, oh, and you keep doing it. And the more you practice, that child will understand and respect the meditation. The more you practice and the more you're in their learning, a skill that they can use for the rest of their life. And you were the first one to teach it to them. How amazing is that? These are things. Start them while they're young. Start them while they're, if you're pregnant, start them while they're in your tummy. Start them in conception. When you're, you know, creating that life force being to come through you. Um, so this is the time. This is the time more than ever to work on your meditation and get to know yourself and go within. And um, like I said, I challenge you for seven days to meditate for five to 10 minutes every day and see the results. I wait to hear and let me know what your results are. I don't know. Was all kind of things. I keep turning my head because I hear something. <laughs> Y'all are like, what is she doing? So everybody, again, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, if you have any questions, uh, I thought it'd be a little bit longer. I want to say toodles for now and thank you for listening. I am Dr. D. And I will not be having a show tomorrow. I wanted to let you know because I am moving. I am moving. I will be out of this place. So I look forward to everybody. I say nothing but love, light, longevity, and love.